And welcome back to a Soul of the Game episode. It's been quite some time. I don't even remember the last time we recorded one. But I'm your host, Cam Winston. And we have a special guest, James. You want to introduce yourself? Yo, yo, what's good? What's good? My name is James. Uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> James, a.k.a. Wingstop Poppy, <laughs> a.k.a. Dodger Stadium Dundada. I'm in the building. What's up? <laughs> but um, So this is, like, this is a very special podcast because, um, as everyone knows, um, Kobe Bryant and his daughter passed away um, two weeks ago Sunday. Um, and this whole episode is going to be basically dedicated to Kobe Bryant and just talking about his our recollection of memories and just like what Kobe meant to us. So I'm going to give it to James um, to start it off. But like, what did Kobe mean to you? Man, what did Kobe mean to me? I don't even know where to begin. Uh, it's just like, first of all, like, you know, my first introduction to basketball was literally watching the the Phillies, not the Phillies, the, the Sixers and the Lakers uh, in the finals when I was a kid. So I was like, Kobe was probably the first basketball player I probably watched live, like the first NBA player I watched live. And that's how I got into the game, watching him and Shaq and Iverson and all that. Um, honestly, but all in all, like, you know, number 24 had more of an effect on my life than number eight because that was when I was like a teenager, transitioned to like a young adult. And that's when I had to like get my shit together, you know, go to school, go to uh, get a job, all that stuff. And he just made, he just motivated me to like strive for uh, put my best foot forward, strive for greatness, uh, that whole mama mentality thing that we all know about. So yeah, and uh, it, like the mama mentality stuff, obviously that's that's outside of basketball. But a lot of people at the time when he started doing that, they thought it was just, oh hoops basketball. They thought it was kind of a silly thing, but no, I I saw exactly what he was trying to do from the get go. And uh, yeah, and uh, just when he won his last ring, his uh, fifth one. I was in high school at the time. I can, I can honestly say that was the happiest moment of my life, literally. Facts. Yeah, like that's I always tell people that's all. That's my all-time favorite final series, bro. Because it's yeah. like just one the the anxiety that game got like, just gave me. Because it's like okay, we literally just lost them in 08. Uh, and we were down by like twenty going in the fourth quarter. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, are we really about to lose to them? Again? Yeah, like, and, at home. Like that was, I we cannot go out that way. We Hell cannot no. go out that way. And he was, and he was struggling that game. And I yeah. was like, oh fuck, like Kobe, like Kobe struggling, but I'm like, he's still getting it done. Like he's still getting it done. But they're like, they're locking him down. Like he's, it's, he's, it's difficult for him to get a shot up. Yeah. But, and like for sure, one of my favorite pictures of all time. Like I posted, posted on the Soul of the Game page, but. uh is after we won when he gets on the the podium. And Man. Like, embraces all the L.A. love. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yo, you made it, bro. Confetti falling <laughs> like, and everything like with the hat on. Them. Yeah, it's just like, just a beautiful, like, like the one of the best L.A. moments, I think, of all time. It's going to be a yeah. long time so someone, like, captures or, you know, like, surpasses that L.A. moment for people. But I'm de- I'm dead serious when I say it was the happiest moment of my life. It was happier than graduation. <laughs> it was happier than I was happier than losing my virginity. Like I felt like a bolt of joy run through my arms, literally. I I almost cried tears of joy, bro. <laughs> bro, I like I just remember like me and my mom were watching it. We're just like just anxious, just tensing up. That yeah, like, <laughs> it's game <laughs> seven. <laughs> I remember heading into fourth grade. I'm like, yo, I was like, no, please, 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 please. I was like, I was literally praying. I was like, please, God, yeah. do not let us lose this game. <laughs> yeah. And he answered our prayers. So, so okay, you answered the question. What, what does Kobe mean to you? So, what Kobe means to me. So, 
Uh, so in the beginning, I remember, like, I mean, during the three P, I was basically what, like, three or four years old. Mm-hmm. But still, I remember my favorite player being Shaq. I was, mm-hmm. I did not like Kobe. Okay. I did not like Kobe. I was just like, oh, I'm a Shaq guy. I'm a Shaq guy. Mm-hmm. So, soon as Shaq like, Shaq left, and I was still very young, so I didn't know much about the game and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But like same with you, like 24 meant everything to me. Like mm-hmm. it was really 24 because like there was like there was those periods of times where I would catch some Laker games, but then 24 came, I got older, and it's just like I was watching Laker games every single day. Like I was not gonna miss a Laker game at all. Right. Like that KCAL, like. Check out nine. Yeah. Uh, Where'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you from? Oh, okay, Dai. What part? Uh, Montana. Montana okay. Rialto. Okay. There's that channel nine, uh, channel eleven. Yeah. All that like. Then we went to Spectrum, which is. <laughs> but like, what Kobe meant to me, just like, Kobe really inspired me to like and develop my passion for the game. Like, just bro was literally an artist with basketball. Mm-hmm. Like when I watched him, like, I was amazed with everything he did because it's like I. I didn't think anybody could ever do this with a basketball. Mm-hmm. Like what? All this stuff was amazing. The like, footwork, the, the handles. Yeah, and it's like he really pushed me. Like, and that's his signature fadeaway. I remember, I was in elementary school. And I went to private school at, the, at that time, and I would practice that move every time. Every time and I would hit it, mm-hmm. and I remember, like people, would, like people at that school would literally call me Little Kobe because <laughs> I, that's the all I was shoot, trying to shoot like fadeaways. Mini Mamba. <laughs> and. But just watching him, like, like just watching his work ethic, uh, his devotion, his championship mentality, that mama mentality, how much work he put, mm-hmm. how much, you know, respect he and how much he demanded from his teammates to be great. Mm-hmm. Like, dude is for sure my GOAT. I, I will battle anybody to this day. Ditto. Uh, Kobe versus LeBron, no matter Ditto. what. Because I'm like, LeBron still hasn't passed Kobe to me. I gave all the respects to LeBron, but... There's a shit I seen with that Kobe did that Bron can never do. Yeah, I mean, and what amazed me about Kobe, especially like 24 Kobe, was that, I mean, 6'6", 200-something pounds, whatever, he was an average-sized NBA player. He didn't, he wasn't the fastest, he didn't jump the highest, but he got his money literally from like just his knowledge of the game, his footwork, just the, the, the nuances of the game, and used that to dominate which is impressive you, you know we see lebron you know throwing down tomahawks and shit like that and you know mj can take off from the free throw line all they're great in their own like you know mm-hmm. you know ways and all that but to to dominate the game with your brain on a night in night out basis for 20 years like come on now that that that's inspirational if I, if that's not inspirational i don't know what it is and, that, and that's another thing that uh just like amazing because this thing that lebron is the most god like god given like athlete of all time like bro perfect he's talented, size yeah. perfect weight just just won the perfect play like he's literally a 2k player like you're gonna mold your player after lebron yeah. but the thing with, with kobe is just bro like bro wasn't a god given talent like yeah his dad played in the nba but it's like mm-hmm. his dad wasn't the best player like to ever play in the nba like right he played overseas and everything like that right but it's the fact that Kobe literally worked on every single part of his game. Mm-hmm. Kobe was probably the most, is nah, is the most fundamentally sound NBA player to ever play the game. I agree. Because there, I don't. If you really, you can. I think you can pick a flaw with each player, mm-hmm. like each player in the in in the world. I with Kobe is just like it's very hard for you to pick a flaw. Yeah. Like what flaw can you really pick on? Because Kobe 
had handles, had the footwork, mm-hmm. try, you know, worked on fadeaways, mid-range games. He could play points. defense. Yeah, defense. And it's just like. And he could pass. I don't care yeah, what he would he, say. He, he, could, he pass. could pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, Duda is the most fundamentally sound NBA player of all time. And it's just the, the dedication that he put into each each of his craft, how he studied every player, NBA player's um, moves and just took them for his own and mastered them. Like, that's yeah. amazing, too. Like, even Hakeem, like, a lot of people have worked with Hakeem, and he, even Hakeem has said, like, that's his best student of all time because mm. no one has ever gotten his all like his, the footwork down. Yeah, and his like, post work and everything, yeah. yeah. And he got Dirk's uh, step back, too, when he wanted to. Yeah. Like bro, like bro would literally study someone's move. Like if you did it on him, he's just like, he ask you like, oh where'd you learn that? How'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Like basically write it in his mental notebook and get it down, and then start doing it the next, yeah. time, the next time he saw. Yeah, yeah. I remember D Wade told a story saying that um, I think it was I think yeah it was the 2010 finals. Uh, during the middle of the finals, Kobe called D Wade, and Wade was like, wait, what the fuck? Yo, what's 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 up? And Kobe was like, "Yeah, um, they're they're playing, they're guarding me this certain way. I know you're the best at like, you know, you know, play up. Uh, your offense is, is best suited for this and that. How do you, you know, work around that this and that?" And then D Wade gave him game. And then as soon as next time D Wade saw him on TV, he used it and shit like that. And they went on to win the finals. So yeah, he's a true true student of the game, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is like not a lot of people too res- like pay respects to their greats. Right. Like, and Kobe was someone that literally pay respects to the, his greats because. I, like, there's not an interview where you don't see him, like, oh, yeah, look, I learned this from him. I learned this from him. Like, mm-hmm. I took it from him. Like, there's some, I know there's a lot of NBA players in the game today that would be like, oh, that's my move, or yeah. you know, I, I created that move, or something. Right. But it's like, nah, like, study, like, like, he studied NBA players that a lot of casual NBA fans mm-hmm. wouldn't even know of or heard of. Like, yeah. And that's very, like, it's very rare and very unique. Yeah. I remember, I remember I got into an argument with someone about, about the time I was getting out of high school, I was like still in high school, <clears throat> and we were arguing, and he was he was a LeBron fan, and we were arguing that, he was trying to say, of course, LeBron is better than Kobe, and we were arguing that, and it was mm-hmm. like, on Twitter, now I took it took to his DMs, and we were talking about it, and... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all niggas took the shit to the DMs? <laughs> like, that shit must have been heated. Oh, Temecula? Yeah. On Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, damn. But no, I was still like just a casual, like this is this is a discussion. But he, I remember he, when he said to me, he said there would never be a, you know, there there would never be another LeBron and there would never be another Jordan. But we can both agree like there will be a, there will be a, another Kobe. And I was just he like, tripping. I was like, what? There will never be another who? Kobe. I, I <laughs> who? I was like, who? I was like, there is no one. I was like, bro, the shit that he does, the work ethic, the work ethic, and just the fundamentals he has no one he will even come close and watching even today's basketball i watch today's basketball and i'm very bored of people's game because it's very like cliche it's like yeah like it's something i like just watching like uh it's very predictable yeah it's, it is very predictable it's like like people are like i think the only person that you could say that is like the closest and it's even a far reach because he's not that close it's Kyrie. okay it's just, just because with his movements the way right. he can like get like Get stopped one one way, but then have another art, another something else in his arsenal to you know create offense or create yeah. He he's but, the only ISO player that that's maybe in, in the same ballpark. I think you see, and I think you can see a lot of NBA players like with that mentality, but no one with that skill mm-hmm. and that dedication. Like for someone like that, everybody hates, but I've always loved is Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Like 
Because it's like he plays with that fire that Kobe had. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just there's a lot to Russell's game that he needs to work on. Mm-hmm. And he, does, he doesn't, doesn't do the brightest thing because his IQ his IQ isn't one of the best and he's not even comparable. Yeah, to Kobe, he, lets his, he lets his motor take over sometimes yeah. and it can backfire on him. Yeah, and just like, but when you look at like his drive and his heart, that's mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's the same, that's the same heart and drive that Kobe had. And that's why mm-hmm. I like, I like, Kind of like I kind of come to the, like come to the Westbrook's defense all the time. Mm-hmm. Like when people say he sucks, I'm just like nah. Like I can't even I can't even talk bad about Westbrook. Like I'll say I'll admit like he does stupid stuff or he does something bad, mm-hmm. and it's just like. But I'm like, bro has Kobe's heart, and I can't like ever like that heart takes you a lot of ways. People really that's why I hate all the analytic nerds that mm-hmm. will bash him. I'm just like, I was like you can't you can't use math for heart. Right. You cannot use math for heart. Right. But. <clears throat> Bro, like, fuck, like that. Like, actually, look, where, like, basically, where were you when you heard the news? Oh man, I was uh, I was on my way to work, but I had I was in Chipotle, like literally, like ordering a burrito, and then as I got to the cashier, I get a phone call, and I say hello, and then I got the news, whatever, and then I was like, I kind of didn't believe it. Well, at first, I I I was like, oh, there's no way, cause. You know, he just got passed up by LeBron on all-time mm-hmm. scoring list. So this is obviously fake news, you know, because I remember, um, I think it was when, I think it may have been when Obama got reelected. Uh, some hackers hacked like MSNBC or CNN's uh, Twitter account mm-hmm. and they like reported that he got assassinated when it was all obviously false. So I thought it was the same thing like that. Like, oh, as soon as LeBron passes up Kobe. So like a hacker or somebody or somebody spread a, f- a false rumor that Kobe died in a helicopter. I, you know, I was the same shit as like, I was like, okay, so I hung up the phone, pay for my food. I went on my phone and I saw the news and TMZ was t- posting it. And I'm seeing like a little momentum towards it. Like, okay, I'm just waiting for somebody to debunk it. And I sat in my car and then I waited for LA Times to report it. And the LA Times confirmed it. And I lost my appetite. Like I didn't even, I couldn't I didn't even touch my food. I just sat in my car I cried, and then people like hella family and friends called me checking on me because they already know what's up with me and Kobe. And I, I drove to work, uh, cried on my way to work, and it was cold. Is that my for my job that day? I had to score a basketball game, and I wanted nothing to do with the game of basketball. I wanted nothing to do with work. I wanted nothing to do with anything. I had no motivation to do anything. So yeah, that's how I found out. What about you? Uh, wow, that was So. I was, dude, I was, like, watching, I was binge-watching some Netflix show, I remember, uh-huh. um, and uh, I hadn't been on my phone for quite a while, mm-hmm. and then I finally go, finally pause the show, go on my phone, and I, like, check Instagram, I'm watching people's stories, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just, like, scrolling through people's stories, scrolling through people's stories, I know that there's this one dude, uh, like, he's, like, he's, he's kind of, like, a, I don't know what to put him, but he works for Fox Sports, and he's, like, a person, he kind of, like, Trying to be a personality, but okay. uh, he had put on his story. He said, while I was scrolling through, he said, Kobe just died. Wow. And I'm just like, I'm like, ah, you know, because he's like, he said, like, he's a LeBron fan. So I'm thinking, like, oh, he's trolling like, or something. Yeah, trolling. Yeah. Like, it's like, he's just trolling because, you know, LeBron just passed Kobe. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking nothing of it. But then I'm just like, wait, why would you? I was like, why would Kobe and Dyer be in the same sentence? Like, yeah. I was just like, that, that's very weird. It's like, to me, like, people have joked about it before, but. Like, I don't know, but so I go on Twitter because, you know, that's basically the news for all young people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I scroll, just press the whole button, scroll all the way to the top. 
And I see people start all the sports pages and everybody's like talking about it. I was like, yeah. I was like, nah, bro, that can't be serious. Like, please tell me this is not true. Like, this can't be true. And so I like just go and still just do do my research and people keep on talk, are talking about it. I was just like, no. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I was like, so I broke it. I was like, I yell to my aunt down. She's downstairs. I'm at, I'm actually at home at the time. Mm-hmm. And I yell to my aunt and I'm like, like I was like, yo, I was like, Kobe just died. And she's like, what? And she's broken down into tears. I hear, and I just hear it from downstairs. She's like, yeah. broke down in tears. And I'm like, I go back in my room. I'm just staring at my bed. I'm like, I'm, and I'm just going on Twitter. I'm like, please, like someone say like, this shit is <laughs> fake like, or something. Fake. Yeah. <laughs> like no, like I'm still waiting. I'm just like, bro, I'm done. I'm like, and then this just like gets confirmed by like you know L.A. Times and every all the news outlets. Yeah. Like, which that was really handled. Like all the news outlets pretty handled that pretty poorly. Like yeah, to to break it before his family found out. It was yeah, mainly it, TMZ. Yeah, it was mainly TMZ, but also like just to say like the one they had. I know like I can't blame them for having the wrong like the wrong number of victims, but then you had the reports people people were thinking Rick Fox was there. Yeah, uh, all of his daughters were there, and <clears throat> so, but um, then I started getting phone calls from everyone, and they're just like. Um, just checking in on me because everyone knows like I love Kobe like yeah. bro mean, meant everything to me like mm-hmm. everything like <laughs> everyone like people make jokes like saying like I would name my son <laughs> same like, call my kids after Kobe same so, uh, like had all like the Kobe doing work movie like yeah, every, yeah, my whole yeah. name just Kobe yeah yeah so and everyone's calling me and they're just like and I was like how are you doing okay I'm like yep I was like I no, I'm not, I'm not doing okay. Yeah, I said the same. Like, <laughs> you can't, you can't. Like, most times you'll start lying. Be like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing yeah. okay. It's like, no, I'm not. I always lie. It's the first time I ever told the truth, and I was like, no, I can't even hide this no, if I I'm wanted like, to. I'm like, what? I don't know what the hell happened. I ignore some calls and texts just because I couldn't deal with this, man. No, like, the first person that called me was one of my other aunt. Mm-hmm. And, and she's just like, she's just like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm sorry, Cam. I'm so sorry. Um, then my sister, one of my sisters, called calls mm-hmm. me, and she's just like crying on the phone, just like, and it's just that's when hearing her cry too is just like, it like, it's at times hard for me to cry, but like that really like hearing her cry too is just like it just sunk and I'm just like it just broke me and I just like, yeah. broke down. Then my, like my other sister, like my I called my mom, she was at church so she didn't answer. Um, like my other sister called me, mm-hmm. and she's checking up on me. Then my mom calls me back i'm just like mom kobe just died she's like kobe ryan mm. i was like yeah i was like and it's just like still just crying and i remember like this the whole day like when she got back we're just watching the news coverage and i'm, and I'm just like too hard to be- it's still very very hard to believe and i'm just like just kind of like throughout the day just tears trink- like trickling down my face mm-hmm. uh and then i think at night it wasn't until nighttime mm-hmm. like it really hit me and like i'm just i'm in bed and i'm with I was like, and I'm with my girl, mm-hmm. and I like I just start having flashbacks to watching every single game that I saw him in, mm-hmm. every emotion that I felt, and just tears just straight. I like tears just I just couldn't control. Could, my yeah, mind. I was just like, so it, it hit you like later that day at night. Yeah, like it hit me up throughout the day, but I think it's just like really soaked in. And I was just like, he's really gone. Yeah, that night, and it's just like, and I literally couldn't like, I was like, little kid boohoo crying. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I was like, bro, I was like, cause it's like, damn, like, bro, this is the first time I, so last year I teared up tears of joy, joy when I was graduating college, but this was the first time I cried tears of sadness in my adulthood. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That shit hurt. 
That's no, it really did, bro. Like my mom was telling me, cause my mom watches KTLA every morning as she gets dressed, and she said like early in the morning, like 10 a.m., 9:40 a.m., like there was a report that a helicopter crashed, but it was like you know, like it's, it's, it's fuck, as fucked up as it is to say, like fucked up shit happens every day yeah. to like you know random people. So she didn't think much of it and just mm -hmm. kept it pushing. And then I called her when I got the news. That was the only person I called. I called my mom as soon as I got the word, as soon as it was confirmed. And I, she was out uh, eating brunch uh, uh, in L.A. And she was like, I was like, Mom, Mom. And then she kind of said, like, before I can get to it, like, everybody's on their phone quiet for some reason. And I was like, Kobe died. And she was like, what? And then uh, I was like, I, I got to talk to you later. I hung up. And then she, uh, we talked later, and she said that, like, the whole restaurant was, you can hear a pin drop. It was just quiet as fuck. It was, it was just fucked up. No, I, I feel like, uh, cause it, like, I, where, where my house is, I live, uh, across the street from a Costco. Mm hmm I, I kid you not, I did not hear anything. Damn, that's like, a come up. I wish I lived next to a Costco. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, bro, I literally did not hear anything. Uh-huh. Like, that, that street is always busy. It's uh -huh. always cars going by, but I was like, for a minute, there was no noise outside. And I think, like, literally, I think that was just another day that, especially a day, another day in L.A. and, like, yeah. Southern California, like, where the world just stopped. Right. Like, everything just stopped. And, because it's like, like, as, like, we lost, we lost two, two legends, one. Yeah. But as great as Nipsey is, like, Kobe is literally, like, that is, Kobe's like king of LA. Kobe's he, and Kobe's he, been in our life for so long. Mm -hmm. He's been in life for two de over two decades. I mean, shit. Like Kobe was in my life, bro. I watched Kobe would play guys in the NBA two years before I was born. So I grew up with Kobe. Like yeah, literally, like, most of us grew up with Kobe. Yeah. So it's like, and it's just like, bro, like gone. I like, I had to say he was gone twice, and mm -hmm. I, I, I think that pained me to see because it's like, okay, of course we knew like eventually he was gonna like. He's gonna pass because with the age, but no one expected like this soon. This soon, forty-one years old. This like, like everything he was doing. Like I was very excited to see him. And you know, honestly, bro, I'm gonna tell you, I was. So, you don't understand, like, so I'm very upset. Like mm -hmm. I'm like even ten times more upset because I. So I met Kobe before. Mm -hmm. So um, oh damn, tell yeah. tell, I need to hear that stuff. <laughs> so I was a little kid. I was a, I was like in fifth grade. So I was I was eleven. What year was this? Uh, 2009. This okay. Oh, so this is like prime Kobe. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, this is our, cha like our championship year. So, I met Kobe in 2009. Um, and my mom pulled me out of school. And she's like, oh, we got to go to L.A. And I was just like, she was like, oh, we got to go to L.A. I have to go to work. I have to work out there in L.A. today. I have to, I have to work at one of the other buildings. Mm -hmm. So, it was like, you're going to stay with your Aunt Marla. I was like, okay. I was like, all right. That's, I was like, that's cool. So, we pulled me out of school, you know. Headed straight out to L.A. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, L.A. traffic, L.A. traffic. So it's my crazy. mom was worried. Like, my mom knows exactly. She never told me what was happening. She just knew, told me that. She told me that a lot. <laughs> like, and so. Oh, it was like a surprise or yeah, something? Yeah, it was a whole okay. surprise. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> we're stuck in traffic, and she's worried, like, we're not going to make it in time. Because so what had happened was she had got a phone call from my aunt, and my aunt is Cedric the Entertainer's publicist. Oh, damn. And that day. He was doing something for Sesame Street, and Kobe was doing something for Sesame that same day. So my mm. aunt called her and told her like, Yo, um, "Kobe's gonna be here. Um, you should be like, you guys can come. Rush down here. Um, he's gonna be on at this and this time. Wow. Get here as soon as you can." And honestly, like, 
we were so lucky Kobe was running on black people time, bro, because Kobe was hella late. Damn. He was hella late. So, and we were stuck in traffic. And literally, so the, the moment we got there, we're walking in, we're into the, inside the building. And this is, uh, where exactly are y'all at again? Are y'all at again? Uh, I have no idea. We're just, I just know where we were at, like a studio. Wherever, a, a studio, studio where Sesame Street is, okay. is recorded. Okay. I don't know, remember where at. Um, but of course it was like, Somewhere around Hollywood. Most times we're gotcha. there, everything's filmed. <clears throat> and walk, we're in the building, we're walking, we're walking. He cuts the corner. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm walking, he cuts the corner. He's with, he's actually with Gianna. He's oh, actually with Gianna. man. And, bro, my eyes widened, like, <laughs> widened. <laughs> I, bro, I had no impulse, bro. I, like, I had no control. I ran up, as soon as he turned the corner, I ran up to him and gave him a hug. I said, Kobe, <laughs> he just ran up to him and gave him a hug, and yeah. I would not let him go. And he, my little girl, was finally, and he was just like, he was like, he was like, hi, what's your, he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Cameron. Wow. He was like, this is Gianna. He's like, nice to meet you. This is Gianna. And I was like, hi, and like you know, he met my mom, and it wasn't, and it honestly wasn't until like, bro, I'm hella envious of you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until like my mom told me too, like that that same day he died, that. Um, or like the next day, she was like, I just, she was like, I just remembered because my mom understand my mom loves Wonder Woman. Like our door is literally painted in Wonder Woman co- colors. Okay. Like diehard Wonder Woman fan. Okay. And she was like, and I think she had like a keychain and had Wonder Woman, and he looked at Gianna. He's like, see, like look, she likes Wonder Woman too. Mm. And it's just like, how this is the fact that we have like kind of both have like wow. memories with both of them even paints us even more. Yeah. So I've been waiting for the day bro like just a day to meet him once again again and yeah yeah and i was just like just to ask him like he probably won't even remember that day but it's like i, I had to do the due, due diligence of just just to ask him like you know i you like you know um remember that day in 2009 when you were recording that sesame street episode and i was that little he probably would me. remember it was like that was me like you know, i was like and dude i so you know how as communication measures we get those special invite movie screening tickets right mm-hmm so we got special. I still get them. Yeah, did you still get them? <laughs> yeah. So we got. So I got them for Just Mercy. Like they get sent up the one. For oh Just Mercy. yeah. I was gonna go, and my girl loves Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. I like, loves Michael B. Jordan. I was gonna go, and I was gonna ask her like, "Oh, do you wanna go?" But she had just started like uh, the a winter program, so and her class was at night, so we, I wasn't even like, "I'm not gonna ask." Where she like, go to school at? RCC. RCC. What's that? Riverside City College. That's okay. Where I came from. Okay. And then, um, I was just like. Well, I'm not gonna ask her, like, cause like, there's no way she can get out. I think, oh, it was, and it was like the first day of a uh, first day of class. Mm-hmm. And dude, why? Tell me why the next day I find out he was there. What the fuck? <laughs> he was there at and the I, ju- Just Mercy. Uh, yeah, at the Just Mercy uh, special screening. I said, "What the?" F-? I was like, "So you telling me I could have met Kobe again?" I think that even and it pains me even more, like just to know, like. I had an opportunity to meet him a second time, mm-hmm. and I didn't take that advantage. And it's like, and I like, I was even, I was like, so just to know that this happened and, and like that, uh, that happened. Oh fuck! Hold up. I'm about to cry. Yeah, yeah, now take your time, brother. Just to know that it happened again, I didn't get the opportunity to see him, mm-hmm. and especially, like, of course, none of us knew that that was gonna happen, but just. It would have meant a lot just to see him once more mm-hmm. before he died, and just ask him the question I've been dying to ask him for mm. so long, for years, mm-hmm. and it's just like, 
never get that opportunity. No. But look, man, at least you you had a not only did you have like you got to meet Kobe, but you had like such a pure encounter with him that like you know most people are like oh they met him at a, you know he signed their shoes or whatever, dapped him up one time, but like you ran up to him as a kid and got to hug him. You know what I mean? Got to fully embrace him. And there's nothing wrong with that because he was a kid. Like shit, that's that's enough right there, man. That's dope as hell. But I'm sure he remembered because that's such like a a very specific thing. Like if it was like. Oh, he was at a Laker game, and a kid came up. Mm -hmm. he, he signed hella kids who was at Laker games, but because that was so specific, while he was filming Sesame Street, this and that, it's like, I'm pretty sure he remembered that for sure. Man. Man, I, I don't got a story like that. That was a dope-ass story. I don't, know if I, met, I don't know if I can say I met Kobe or not. And this was recently. Like, this was 2018. Uh, I was at Dodger Stadium. You know, I used to work for the Dodgers and all that shit. Uh... It was during the World Series against the Red Sox, one of the home games. Um, did you watch that series? Uh, no, I watched, watched game one, and then after I found out they were pretty much going to lose, I stopped uh -huh. watching it. All right, so what happened? So, oh, yeah, so they called me in to work, which is which was unusual because I think it was during the weekend. And then, like, pretty much they're trying to get whatever, like, lower-level front office people mm -hmm. to escort the celebrities to their seats who were coming to the game. Like So, like, Lil Wayne was there and shit like that. I didn't get to meet him, but that would have been cool. But uh, I was I, I pretty much I was just walking through the stadium, just like basking in all like the World Series stuff. Like, wow, look at all this like fans and this and that, all the decorations and the stadiums different. And then I see it's a bunch of white people like pretty much there, uh, Hispanic people, white people, a few black people here and there. And I see a pretty black girl all the way in the background. And not like I was looking, but I was like, I was just like browsing the crowd. And I like, she kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, who's that? Like a black, a black girl. Like, I, you know, that's rare to see here. And then next thing I hear is move out the way, move out the way. Like security. And then we all have to move. But because I'm staff, I don't really have to go that far. And it was like, I, I, I noticed it was Natalia. That was the girl. And then it was Kobe walking around with his shades on, slick as hell. And then this is where I say, I don't know if I met him or not. Like it was just. They had parted the sea, parted the red sea of people, and I was on the side, and I got stuck, and I was like, I kind of did like a fake what's up. I don't know if he saw me, because he was saying what's up to everybody. I don't know if he saw me. I don't know. It was just really, it was like really 50-50 if he said what's up to me back. And then uh, then I said, you know, I'm not going to trip, because kind of like how you said, like, oh, I'll meet him later again. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll meet him for sure, and like, like legitimize and like legit meet him. So I won't have to say, I don't know if I met Kobe or not, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, when when the news the news came that he passed, that was one of the first things I thought of too. Like, damn, I'm not even gonna really ever get to fucking meet him. Like for real. Mm. You know? So yeah. Like, bro was really doing big things and it's just like it's not a, not a lot of athletes that retire, like really go on to like to win an Oscar. Yeah, win an Oscar <laughs> and just continue to just be bigger than his his own his be bigger than what made him famous. Hey, and triple salute to Kobe because he did. Uh, shout, shout out Sydney too. Uh, he donated to the ABC conference, uh, the Kobe and uh, Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Foundation. Oh, and for people listening, don't know ABC was like pretty much at Cal State Fullerton. We just hosted this really really big conference where all BSU's across the state uh, come to one campus uh, once a year during Martin Luther King weekend, and it's pretty much like workshops and keynote speakers and networking and all that stuff and it's a really expensive conference to plan and you know fund and kobe uh long story short donated and he didn't have to at all so you know that really like 
touched us a little bit more. It's like, damn, like you just helped us fund this whole little this thing that we did, you know. But he was for the people for sure. A lot of people don't know that he he was, you know, he he was very proactive as far as uh, the L.A. homelessness uh, advocacy and all that stuff. Uh, he was very pro-black. He had a lot of opinions about different things like that. He was just, you know, kind of quiet with it. Mm-hmm. But Kobe was a real one, on and off the court. I don't know if you read uh, Jamel Hill's article um, that she wrote, like, the day he died. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, in her article, she talks about how, um, like, her favorite memory with Kobe, because that's, like, the memory that where they started to become close. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, so like when she was still with ESPN, um, and she still had her talk like one of her talk shows, um, they were talking about Trayvon Martin's death, mm-hmm. and and Kobe had said like a reporter had asked Kobe about it, and Kobe had said uh, like like don't believe like like kind of like saying like don't believe like everything in the media and don't like side with someone just because he's black, and Jamel Hill kind of like you know criticized him for for saying that, mm-hmm. and um, when she was criticizing him and like like. Right after her show got off air, she got a phone call from him. And mm-hmm. then they were, like, both discussing, like, their opinions and, like, their point of view to each other. And she was like, no, this is why you're wrong. This is why you can't, you got to be careful about what you're saying. This is what like, you can't do. And, um, like, and it, like, really, like, and I think that's another thing I love and respect about Kobe. Because it's, like, not, most people would just have, like, a stubborn, like, like, a stubborn viewpoint. Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, would really have a stubborn viewpoint. And in the article, she talks about how, like, Kobe saw like saw what she meant and saw like why like what he said was like wrong mm-hmm. and after that he's like was very like like you said like very pro black and like was very avi- like was uh, very much an advocate for that and changed his whole perspective like and mm. uh, so, helping it and like wow. when, uh, when Michael Brown died um, Kobe was like one of the first people to tweet about it and talking about um, the system is out for our our black men and, and mm-hmm. everything like that. And it's just like it was just a beautiful article, just and that like paints like Kobe's like just if there was ever any question that Kobe was pro black, mm-hmm. like you sh- that article was a beautiful, beautifully written that he was there for us, like no matter what. Yeah, even when the whole uh, Kaepernick thing was going on when it first started, this was after when he was retired. Um, he said that I would if I st- was still playing, I'd be kneeling during the anthem. I would be sitting my ass down. So I mean, that was, I would have loved to see that because you know bad. white people love Kobe, so they would have been conflicted. They really, no, yeah, they really would have. Because and, and Kobe would be the per, per, perfect person to do it because he he really doesn't care about anybody else. Yeah, he would, like, the whole black mama narrative, like his whole nickname, is surrounded because um every time he went like watching like when you watch the Muse, I don't know you watched the documentary, right? I haven't seen it yet. You haven't, yo, bro. Yeah, you should watch it. It's great. What's it's, it? A, what's it about exactly again? So it's just, uh, it's just basically talking about his career. Um, it's like stages through his career. So he talks about um, one of the things he talks about is the black where the black black mama nickname formed, and then, of course it was during the uh, the trials, the you know the allegation trials, mm. and people hated him even more, of mm-hmm. course, and people were like booing Kobe, uh, you know, calling him all these names and everything like that, mm-hmm. and then he's like he tells he's like he's like. They don't understand. Like I was like, it was very hard to hear that, but there was a certain point in time where as he kept going, it's like that shit fueled me. Mm. He even said like he's like that shit gave me fuel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and bro, how he said that shit? It's like, oh fuck, like, yeah, this man means like, oh, business. Ooh, I was like that, like, Oops. bro, like Kobe has like I've always told people like Kobe has like 
Kobe has a great voice. Like, mm-hmm. like, bro, he's like has like a great soothing, like deep voice. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, yeah, and like even his laugh, I was just like, I, I was telling uh, my roommates, I was telling like, yo, I wanted to see Kobe get like a Marvel, a Marvel role or like an animated role where he's playing a villain. Yeah, Kobe would have the perfect. Role. He got the whole the, demeanor, the look, and everything. <laughs> he got everything. Yeah, he would have killed laugh, that, bro. And but yeah, he's like, he's like that shit filled me. And just like when he says that, it hits you like. Damn. Like, <laughs> like, like so but yeah that bro you have like that's a documentary that you for sure have to check out like yeah i love it and then he honestly talks about uh he talks about that allegation okay that allegation case and he was saying like and you could tell like oh i think i saw a clip from that like yeah, i think i saw I, I, I don't know if you saw it on twitter i actually just retweeted a clip from it yeah i saw it today yeah because robert little uh was talking about it out and he because he was talking about how because you know how gail, gail king, king yeah all like the white the white media journey, so. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, I've never seen this before. When the fuck did yeah. they do this? You see, and you see this the like, emotion he had, like, and like that's that's why, that's why I like. I mean, I'm like, yo, you can't see like he, he, this. This is a change, man. Like anybody says, like Kobe was not a good man. I was like, or like not a nice guy. I'm just like, like my experience with him that day I met him. I was like, he didn't have to do that. He could like push me off of him, right? Like, he could like, but no, it's just like. He treated like he. I can tell like you get those vibes from people where they're actually good human beings and nice human beings, and yeah, like that was and that was Kobe. And it just it very much makes me upset, and then over and especially over the years when people like try to pin that mm-hmm. thing on him, where it's just like, I mean, like, none. I mean, it's not. It's not. It wasn't true. Like, man, to touch to touch back on your first question you asked when we started this, what does Kobe mean? What does Kobe mean to me? I just remember one thing that like I took away. You kind of reminded me of it just now. Like, Kobe represents like just internal change and adjustment as you go through different stages of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this man had a twenty-year career. You don't have that type of career by staying stagnant with your game. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the the style of like you know the early uh, the late nineties is different from the style of the, the 2010s and all that shit. So obviously like there was, you know, adjusting, adjusting and seeing what, you know, what was working, what, what wasn't working, what they were guarding, everything like that. And his whole, like, uh, when he talks about basketball, he pretty much just like symbolizes it by saying that all basketball is, is, you know, making people think you have a habit of doing something and then changing. Like go, instead of going left, if you usually go left, then go right. If they start noticing you going right, then okay, then pull up. You know what I mean? Just go. You know, there's diff. It's constantly, constantly changing. Whether and I feel like he applied that, whether he knows it or not, to not only basketball but probably like you know just his uh, interpersonal skills too. Yeah, and that's why I say like, and that's what I love about the just the way Kobe taught and inspired people. Mm. Hold up. My bad, y'all. Uh, we had to had to put on pause because my roommates were coming in. But, all right, so I think where we left off, where we, yeah, where we left off, we were talking about his work ethic and applying it to, like, just everyday principles. So, that, so that's why, I, and I think that's why I love about Kobe's work ethic because it's, like, he taught you, like, that mama mentality and just inspired you in the work ethic. Like, even if you weren't a basketball player, like, and you were an athlete in a different sport, you could apply that. Or if you, even, if you don't even care athlete, about sports. Yeah, yeah, if you don't care about sports and you're trying to work – Make your way to the top. Right. Trying to be the, like the best advertiser or the best uh, engineer or something like that. It's applying. You could apply his everyday principles just to everyday life. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's even like people that didn't watch basketball 
that's why I think that's why it even impacted them. It also impacted them because it's like you knew who Kobe Bryant was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you knew people that loved him and knew and would tell you about him, mm-hmm. and you would be inspired about the stories you would hear or just the how hard the how hard he worked. Mm-hmm. And that was very like just like that's why he's an icon. That's why he's an icon and a legend. He's like yes, he's California's icon. He's LA's icon. Like I think, but. Globally, he's everyone's. I think a lot of people's icon, especially yeah. the NBA. Yeah, because it's like the NBA is, you know, paring down in so many uh, across the all across the globe, and even in the Olympics, everybody watched them in the Olympics, and everyone knows just how much work he puts into to everything he did. So, like after he died, and we, you know, the dust settled. Well, I don't even know if the dust has settled yet, but. Have you like ch- have had a different mindset moving forward, or have you had a different approach to- towards certain things? Yeah, bro. Um, so for for the longest, for honestly, for a minute, I've been thinking like, uh, like in terms of like what I do, like just writing, like my writing, telling like my storytelling and with articles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I think I've been like very like hesitant. And kind of like feeling like I'm not good enough and stuff like that. And I, when he died, I was just like, "Yo, like I've been living this all wrong. Like I was, this is my favorite player of all time. Mm-hmm. Probably like my favorite favorite person of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I haven't been applying his principles for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I that needs to change. I like I have to change that. And I was just like. I have to live every day and push myself every day to be at the very top. I have to manifest that energy that I'm going to be where I want to be. And you got to be confident, too. Yeah. Damn near cocky. Like, the yeah. fuck? Yeah, you do have to, you yeah. have to really be cocky. You can't like you can't be arrogant cocky, but you have to be cocky. Like, you got to carry yourself with a swagger. And if you don't know, if you, if you are unsure, act like you got the shit, you know, under control, you know? So, yeah. Damn, I feel hella loud because, like, your sound waves are, like, regular and my shits be loud as fuck. Nah, bro, I think it's because, <laughs> honestly, I think, I don't know what's up with this mic right here. Uh-huh. I just think that mic or wherever it's plugged into is just a lot. Is a better this, this picks yeah, up better. Yeah, because I have a whole new computer, so I honestly think this computer just been gotcha. effing up this whole time. But yeah. this is the only computer where I have uh, the Audacity, Audacity uh, software. Mm-hmm. And then... That also that computer I need a USB-C USB-C hub to do the mics. I for just sure. haven't had the time to do that. But, for sure. So yeah, for sure. Y'all hear, you know, when y'all hear the little sound comparisons, like I'm speaking just as loud as him. But you just <laughs> <hear him. laughs> I'm gonna be the loud motherfucker yeah. in here. <laughs> but um, bro, like um, you know, I've been telling people like I think this week I was telling I was you know actually I was telling Bethany, um, like I was like when you think of Gianna, like I was bro I was. Ext- I was telling Bethany, I was telling my girlfriend that I was so excited to see her play. Mm-hmm. I was gonna be, I was really like, looking forward to see her. See her play. Yeah, I was thinking like, what WNBA team is she gonna end up on? Mm-hmm. That's all I was thinking about. And what college was she gonna go to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, I, I really like if there was like, bro, like if there was anybody that was really gonna put like get everyone to watch, get more people to watch the WNBA and get more people to, people on it, mm-hmm. it was gonna be her. I think just seeing that that Bryant and then that because she had his she looked exactly like him. Yeah. She moves with exactly like him at 13 years old. And he he had the plan to develop her and everything. He said he was spoken of having a five year plan and like 
like working on her game in increments and stuff like that. And he was saying it took me 20 years to, to, to learn, you know, get my footwork right. She's learning that at 13, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. So she's probably, imagine where she's going to be, you know, when she's my age and shit like that. So she was gonna be, she was gonna be something special. I know the WNBA was like excited for her mm -hmm. to come. Because bro, like honestly, like at a business standpoint, like that was going to bring them so much revenue, bro. Like I, bro, I would have been like I watch the WNBA sometimes, bro, but I would watch that thing. Yeah, I, she was a superstar in the making. I would cop that jersey, bro. Yeah. I would definitely be copping that jersey wearing that Gianna Bryant jersey. She even like just had the name, like the a marketable name, like just Gianna Bryant. Like that sound like it holds weight, like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or something like that. Like she was supposed to be it. So it's just and it, it's funny because terrible, bro. Like my my girlfriend had asked me. She was like, "Do you think do you think there would ever be, there would ever be a time like where like NBA and WNBA some somehow gets integrated?" And it's like it's very hard to see that for sure. But I think if there was like one Where's person like that started, women and men playing it together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. If there was, one, if there was one person that actually would have started though. I feel like it would be Gigi. Maybe I feel like just like I, bro. I just really thought she. Was, I really just believe like she was gonna be like just that good. Where like she was gonna be a killer, bro. Like yeah, I, I you, she, can, you cannot tell me nothing because it's like when I look at it. When you hear, listen to Kobe tell, when you listen to Kobe tell stories about. He, how he grew up watching basketball, how he grew up fascinated with basketball and all that stuff. And then when you saw all the videos after they had passed and, and you saw, like, how she watches her father, like, mm -hmm. and her excitement for it, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, she, she has that has, same drive. She has that same drive. Now, imagine if Kobe, right, like like how you said, when Kobe was a kid and started getting into basketball, he, he would learn from watching. Uh, like, okay, he, had, he did have his dad to teach him, but imagine if Kobe had, Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson to teach him from like a baby yeah. all the way up to when he's a a, a, a young adult. Mm. He would be a way different monster than he is now. But I think, but also the difference is because it's like a lot of like, but like Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan has a son that played basketball. And he would like he wasn't really that like he wasn't like a household name. And no disrespect to their son. No, no, you <laughs> you're right. So what I'm saying, well, my point with that is that like Michael Jordan's son and Kobe Bryant like. Like, you know, some people are alpha males and some aren't. You know what I mean? It just wasn't in Michael Jordan's son. You know, it was in Kobe. So imagine if Kobe just had that, you know, and it, like a little, you know, tutoring from literally the, the one of the greatest yeah. of all time. And what I'm saying, I think Gigi has that same alpha, well, alpha female mentality that Kobe had. So you know she's going to be something nice with Kobe Bryant, of all people, people tutoring her from when she's a fucking baby to like, you know, when she becomes a pro and all that, she would have been something crucial. Mm -hmm. She probably she could have. I know this is crazy to say, because we 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 would have we would never know. But the trajectory that seemed like she was on, the people that was in her corner, the resource she had, she had all the resources and tools to be the, the greatest woman basketball player ever. Yeah, I I really believe that. She had the trajectory for it. I agree with you. She had Kobe Bryant as as her dad and teacher, and and she's just nice herself. She had it in herself, so she would have been something serious, man. Just like just like just watching like the clips of her when she when they would post when they would post the videos on like Sports Center or something like that and she mm -hmm. cross someone or hit hit, hit him with a fadeaway. I'm just like, oh my good. And, she, and like, she was she was aggressive on defense too. Like when, yeah, because it was like literally when you, when you say like there will never be another Kobe Bryant, that was that was the only person that could. Yeah. Say that. Like that was the only person that could. 
you know, take that mantle. And she wanted the mantle too, because uh, well, you know, but Kobe, one of Kobe's last stories was uh, I think he was being interviewed by Jimmy Kimmel or something, yeah. and then a dude came up to him and was like, "Oh man, Kobe, that's dope, you know this and that." You, but wait, you need to have a son, man. You need somebody to carry the torch. And then Gigi was with him, and then Gigi said, "Uh, uh-uh, I got that. Like I'm, I'm carrying the torch." So yeah, so she she was ready to embrace that role and everything. I think uh, speaking of Kobe's parents, another sad thing that you know I think about a lot of people don't know is Kobe and his parents had beef. Yeah, they were close. You know, they they, they were uh, they were close, but they I mean, had had their issues and all that, yeah, yeah. and they you know they haven't been as close as they you know they used mm-hmm. to be, and they, you know I think they had even a lawsuit against each other and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because I remember they sold like his memorabilia. They're trying to. I think they're they're, they're trying to they're trying to sell his rings, and. Um, I looked up, I googled Kobe Bryant's dad. I want to see what Jelly Bean Bryant's been up to about, uh, you know, how he's been handling the whole situation. And obviously, he's sad. You know, he's he's heartbroken, like you know, all of his family. And he said that he was on the cusp of like mending that relationship. I don't know how truthful that is, because you all, that always comes out as soon as like somebody dies. Like, oh, I was about to, you know. But I think that's sad that like you know, parents have to bury their child, and they were beefing. Like you know, they they haven't been speaking to each other for years. That's that's really a sad way to uh, to go out, man. Yeah. So it definitely made me want to like, even if even if they're like not family, like just friends or whatever. If I have issues with you, whatever, like let's dead all that, bro. Life is too short. I think that, like a lot of the people that they brought on, like I, to me, I feel like uh, ESPN's coverage of uh, like all the sports network coverage of of like after it happened, I, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Like the people that. Like they brought people that you know were person like close to him and told stories like yes they were they, they were hurting like we all could see it it's just like this they told like this is stories that they told mm-hmm. it was just like I think it's just like a beautiful moment like mm-hmm. kind of like you're we're all grieving mm-hmm. but it's just like these stories are making us like just even more amazed but even more sad and um. Damn, I lost my point. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, when they, my bad. But mm-hmm. when they were saying, um, um, then when they, everybody was talking about like Jay Williams, they were saying like everybody's talking about like if you have beef like with someone in your past, like can now is the time to just kind of like squash that. Dead, like, dead. And especially when all the people that were close to them, they knew about that situation. I feel like that was another thing that was like going into like why they were saying that too, because it's just mm-hmm. like you can't like. You don't know when your last day on the earth is. Even Shaq even said this whole situation made him call people up and, and squash stuff, you know, that he wasn't cool with. Mm-hmm. Damn, I remember Dwight was just saying, like, oh, like, he wants Kobe to, you know, do the dunk contest yeah. with him and all that. And I thought Kobe was going to say no. And then it just reported today that Kobe did agree to it. Mm-hmm. He was going to be a part of it. So it's just sad, man. I was going to say something else, but I forgot Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Another thing that that gets me too that um like we we've we've seen like there's Kobe highlights that we've all seen over and over again, like yeah. like the famous, like he caught it and did went behind the act and reversed yeah. it or whatever. But like it's not that that gets me. It's like the little things, like cause Kobe's been in our life for so long. He's been in so many commercials, he's been in on so many video games, he's been in this interview, he's done this and that, he's rapped. And he's done so much stuff that we forgot about. So anytime I'll see like a little thing that I forgot about, mm-hmm. then that's what gets me. It's like, oh fuck, I remember when he did this. Like he has like a little uh he has some dialogue on 2K 
like with Michael B. Jordan. I was speaking to your girl. Like it was your two favorite people. All two. <laughs> but uh, I forgot about that, so that got me. Or like his uh, commercial with the Rock Band or the, the uh, forgot the video game with the guitars oh, yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. He Rock he was on that. Just a little stuff. Him jumping over the car. Uh, one one kind of creepy thing was a commercial. I don't know if you saw this. It was like. He was playing like he was like acting like he was in some type of movie for a Nike commercial or something, and it was a helicopter oh, above yeah. him. Oh, yeah. and he threw a, a basketball bomb at the helicopter, and it like exploded and crashed in front of him. And that shit was mad, like disturbing to watch for me. <laughs> that shit was creepy. Uh, yeah. Shit, uh, it's weird. Like you, know, and I know this is gonna sound hella hella weird, but like literally, I had a dream related to Kobe probably like two days before he passed. I had a like I was thinking about like his middle name is Bean. I was like, that's a weird ass like middle name. Like why would his parents name him that shit? And then his name is Kobe, which is named after like the beef. And I know like the story like okay, they was at a restaurant and they named him after that. Yeah. So I, I just had a dream like I, I asked Kobe's like parents like like why did you name this nigga after food? Like and they told me some deep meaning that I don't remember. And I was like oh that's a trip. And that's weird. Like I never dreamed about like Kobe or no shit like that. And then two days later he passed away. So that was kind of weird too. Just, just a lot of shit, man. It, it, it's, it's a lot to talk about regarding this whole situation. Yeah. Well, yes. You, you plan to, you plan to go to, to the memorial? Uh, I'm gonna try. I might try to call off work. I might try to call off work and go. It's a, uh, it's actually day for my mom's birthday too. But it's like, damn, I didn't even realize. Yeah, two twenty four is coming up. It's only right. I'm surprised that they're having that Staples. I thought they're gonna have the Memorial uh, Coliseum. Coliseum? Yeah, yeah. Staples is gonna be nutty. Even like, I think even people that can't even get in, just the outside of Staples. Because when, uh, of course, when Nipsey passed, and you saw everybody lined up. But it's just like, it is literally gonna be like a whole seat. I might have to Uber there. I might have to Uber. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I don't even live too far, but I might have to Uber. I'm not. I don't want to deal with that parking and all that stuff and trying to drive out of downtown. I might just take the bus. I, I mean, I, I'm, I hope that if people charging for people aren't charging for parking during that day. I mean, I, I mean that should be the only time. Like, mm. in that time zone, like you shouldn't charge. For nah, they're gonna be they're gonna be charging crazy. I bro. mean, yeah, it's LA, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> out of respect, I mean, it's gonna be bad. They they gonna be charging like a hundred dollars or some shit for I parking. Mean, honestly, we if they probably because if they did they you know if they charge for Nipsey's. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If they charge, they probably they, charge they sixty for Nipsey's shit. <laughs> but yeah man are you gonna try to go yeah I'm gonna try to go yeah I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be glued to my phone like, like if I can't get it if I can't get inside I will be outside mm. I will be outside oh to answer my own question like different approaches which would you just say like you know all just having the confidence and just being a straight shooter and just getting shit done mm. being competitive I started investing because really? of Kobe because you remember that uh the the Jalen Rose commercial he did, yeah. Jalen Rock. Uh, for people who don't know, when Jalen Rose walks into the restaurant and he sees Kobe and he's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and then Kobe's like, Jalen, what's going on? And he's like, just chilling, man. What's going on with you? And Kobe said, oh, you know, just reading and investing. And I saw that, and I remember when I first saw the commercial, I was like, I should probably get into that stuff. But now that he passed, I was like, you know what? Kind of like you said, just do it. Mm-hmm. I started like getting like trading and. You know, uh, I made an e-trade account. I'm I'm doing a, a cryptocurrency stuff, which is actually dope. So, uh, like, just a little stuff like that, like trying to be multi-dimensional, same way Kobe was multi-dimensional. You know, he had he did plenty of stuff at, uh, outside of basketball, especially when he retired. So I was like, okay, let me try to be like Kobe and yeah. better myself and all that. 
I think something that's always like, I think I can, I think one thing I can say for sure that is always like something that with his mentality has always stuck with me mm-hmm. is my aspirations to be like great in each aspect of like the communications field because mm-hmm. it's like you know my ultimate goal is to be a sports analyst mm-hmm. but I want to learn every like as much as I can in the in the communications department or communications world because mm-hmm. it's like well in the meantime it's like if I need to dive into this aspect of my career first I have the experience and I have like I know as much as I need to know and just be great at mm-hmm. to go do this so I need to go to PR I'm gonna go to PR real quick like it's just kind of like knowing, like studying every aspect of something, right? And trying to like master that. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just at the end of the day, like taking this shit day by day. Like, I still can't believe it, bro. I still can't believe it. Oh shit! Oh, battery's dying. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> definitely just had a crisis at Vert. You know, averted. What the hell? I'm I'm saying the wrong word, but whatever. But um, battery died yeah, and shit. Battery died, but luckily we kept all the nothing got deleted. <laughs> Woo! That would have been. Oh man, that would have been bad. That would have been so bad. <laughs> yeah, man. Because yeah, hey, this has been some good material. I mean, I really hope I really hope y'all can hear me because I just checked the the volume and I yeah this mic. It's messing me up. Yeah, so I'm a so to balance that out. I'm gonna back up from the mic. I'm gonna just put it right here, and hopefully, like we're a bit more even. I don't know. Hopefully, ah, we'll find out. Anyway, we'll find out. yeah. <laughs> but uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Right. Rest in peace, Gianna. Rest in peace to the other victims on a helicopter. Um, I mean, especially that's definitely got shot him out because you know we go. Right. Well, I went to school in Orange County. You you currently in, still still in Orange County uh, for school, you know. So like Orange Coast County's uh, wait no Orange Coast College. Course Coast College is you know, baseball coach uh, John Adabelli. Rest in peace. Um, rest uh, prayers and condolences to all families still affected by this. Uh, yeah. To go out like that is just disturbing, man. And like you said, like you know, the Kobe and death. Like I never put those two words together. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not like he was a rapper. Like he hung around gangsters or he like did drugs or anything like did anything to put himself in danger. So it's just just really bizarre. Still bizarre. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me ask you, bro. Uh, the tribute. Did Did you watch the the game? Well, the game, right? The first game back from uh, like oh yeah, Lakers after his death. I was at work. You at work? And I did see it. We had we had the TV on in our lobby. We got to watch it. Like I don't know if you did you watch any of the like the pregame coverage? Yeah. yeah, yeah. When bro, LeBron was out with the yeah, yeah bro. Um, like because it's like ESPN made a video and like Michael B. Jordan was narrating it, bro. Mm. And it was a it was a great video. It was a powerful video, bro. Bro, it literally like I was like. I was like, this shit hurts, bro. I was like, this shit hurts. It hurts. Then, bro, why? Then they played See You Again. I said. Oh, I it, they brought Wiz out and everything. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. But I'm saying like in the in the narration video, like they oh, played, yeah, played yeah. it. I looked. I turned over to my girl. I said, I said, why they have to play song? <laughs> I was like, why they have to play song? And I'm like, and I got to it. I'm like, fuck. I was like, it's like of all songs, like do not. I was like, I was like, I was holding it. I was like, good. I was good. And then I was like, borderline still good. And then as soon as that song played, I said. It yeah. just started. It just started coming. The tears just started coming back out, man. Yeah, man. I, I was. 
So I'm learning this about myself. Like in times, times like this, dealing with like death or extreme sadness, I'll laugh, try to laugh things off. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at things, kind of like the Joker. Like when he, the Joker was fucked up or sad or upset, he would start laughing. I was, I was try to smile things off. I'll try to laugh and smile. Like even just right now, like I'm sad and shit, and I'm trying to like laugh it off. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was watching the the tribute, like kind of giggling or, or like smiling a little bit. And you would think that I didn't take it seriously, but I was really trying to do it to distract myself from like getting emotional and all that. It's it's tough, but I fuck salute LeBron, man. I think his uh, monologue was perfect. Yeah, that was a great speech. The way uh, you know when he tossed his paper, you know his pre written speech, and said, "Fuck that, I'm not gonna like sell y'all short." It just spoke from the heart, and then he he delivered you know his message from the heart perfectly, in my opinion. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine how he felt, especially being on that team playing when they got mm -hmm. the news and they all they had was each other. There's no outside. And the, the fact that his Kobe's last tweet is to him. Yeah. And it actually, I, that's something I do want to say. That's crazy. That's something I do want to say. I like people that used to listen. People that listen to this podcast since day one. Even though there's not that many episodes, but still listen to this podcast since day one. People that have known me know I have been a LeBron hater. I'm going to be a LeBron hater right. in terms of basketball. Because off the court, dude is nothing but... He's amazing. Class model, you know, black success, black excellence. But on the court, I do not. <laughs> now I'm one of my favorite players. But for sure, this death, I, I literally, it made me say, you know, what, you know, and how people have been saying, like, we literally have spent, like, decade, a decade, basically arguing about Kobe, Kobe versus LeBron. LeBron. And the fact that they had so much admiration and love for each other, it's just like, wow, we really were pitting them against each other. And it's just like, they were really brothers. They really loved each other uh, and the, embraced each other and everything. And the fan beef was intense. Like, we we was not fucking... We would be in screaming matches and mm -hmm. shit. This... The, uh, part three uh Part three answered my question, how does it change your approach? I just stopped being a hater, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I already like, stopped hating on LeBron because he's a Laker, so I, you know. Oh, no, it was, it, was still very, it was still very hard for me. I think I, like, I accepted it, but at the same time, I was like, Kobe would have done this. Like, Kobe yeah. would have done this better. I was just like, I was very, like, still critical of him. Yeah. Very still critical. And I was just like, I was like, this is the, I was like, this is the man that, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, what happened? Oh, snap, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, all well, my girlfriends here. Hey, <laughs> salute." But I was like, "I'm James, by the way. Nice to meet you." Brianna, nice to meet you. Yeah, I mean, you want to say hi to the podcast audience? You know, we talk to them. Hey, we record, we live right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, bro. I was just like, for sure, like, um, I was still very critical of LeBron and mm -hmm. um. This really made me, I was just like, this is such a waste of time. And I was just like, bro, I, uh, cause shoot, she, she's a LeBron fan. So I was just like, hey, I'm running for Bron Bron. I'm calling him Bron Bron, Bron yeah, Bron yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, I'm all in. Yeah. Bron win this because we really need the championship this year. Now. Oh my God. If he wins, if he wins this year, uh, this is going to be a, everybody going to be fucking crying their ass off. For real. Like like when Jordan won after his dad passed away, it's gonna be like on that type of level. It's gonna be crazy. This should make like the only athlete I really hated like so far. So I stopped hating LeBron his last year in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. It's Tom Brady, and I stopped <laughs> hating Tom Brady. Like I don't after Kobe died, it's like he's pretty much kind of like 
a football equivalent, but not really. But like, cause he, cause Kobe represented so much more off the court, yeah. and he's black. You know, I can't <laughs> fuck with a white guy like that. I mean, I, I do. I, I, I no no offense. I know I was racially insensitive, but you know what I mean. So like, you know, all all the all the little hate I had just for little athletes here and there, like the Patriots and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, <clears throat> you can't. You can't. You, you really can't. Like, can I not sit there, watch these sports now, and not respect them? Especially now, because this is like, you really. I mean, like, that's one thing I said. I was like, I always like I appreciate LeBron's greatness, but now it's just like, I really appreciate his greatness. Yeah. It's like it. I, I have to stop com- comparing the two, uh, in a sense, because it's like they're. Com- completely two the different, different players. players so it's like I have to understand like there's stuff LeBron does that you know well there's stuff Kobe does that LeBron will never do mm-hmm. so I need to just accept that and just go but I'm like as of right now it's like hey it's team Lakers it's Laker game you let's, know, let's get a title let's get this title let's get this title man this title will mean a lot this title will mean a lot man it's yeah, especially if we go up against the Bucks, because I know like Kobe was really close with Giannis too. So I know, and most likely, if the Lakers make, if mm-hmm. they might come out the East, they're probably gonna come out the East. If Giannis is healthy, so it's gonna be a lot for him. It's gonna be it's gonna be an intense uh, finals matchup if yeah. the Lakers and Bucks make it. I mean, it's gonna it's really gonna be an exciting uh, playoff series out west, yeah. though, for sure. You know, I just yeah. thought of that's random. My bad to cut you off. No, you good. If the Lakers and Bucks both make it to the finals. That would be like the first time in history like three brothers were in the NBA Finals together. Because it's Giannis, Costas, and uh, I forget. Donis. Donis. yeah. That's, that's a trip. Oh, yeah, I never, actually, I never really thought about that. That's a trip. And that would be funny if Costas uh, is the first Antetokounmpo to get a ring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. But Rest in peace. Uh, I feel like we should do a moment of silence or something. Fact. I mean, yeah, we're just going to take a few moments of silence for Kobe, Gianna, uh, and all, you know, the seven other victims that lost their lives. Let's go. But, yeah, we thank y'all for listening to this podcast. Um, you know, again, rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Gianna. Rest in peace, John Tabelli. Well, the Altabellis. Um... I went, was it the Chesters? I think so. Yeah, Peyton Chester. That was the name yeah. of the girl that passed away. The yeah, um, and the pilot. Yeah, our 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 I apologize if I did. I, I can't. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. The yeah. name's right because I didn't. I don't have the information in front of me. Um, but you know, thank you, Kobe, for just meaning so much to us growing up. Mean so much to us in the afterlife, especially now too. You really were like an icon, a legend, a great father. Because I'm pretty like you gave people that even didn't even know you like great. Show we're just just a great example of how to be a great father. Mm-hmm. And I still just thank you for you know just being a great a great man and just that moment. A very special moment you made for a nine-year-old boy. Well, no, 11-year-old boy. My bad, 11-year-old boy. But thank y'all for listening. I'm going to try to pick up soul again. Uh, get this going again. But thank y'all for listening, James. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, 
Yeah, appreciate you having me, bro. As soon as you, when you hit me and say hey, you want to be on, yeah, no doubt in my mind, I'm with it. So, for sure. Uh, thank you, Kobe, for the memories. Thank you, Kobe, for you know teaching us to do things uh, purposefully. And you know, thank you for your legacy and, and, and you know everything that you brought the city of LA and the world. You know, more importantly. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Until next time.